This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please stop what you're doing and go to <laughs> patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you are a $5 a month subscriber, you get access to ad-free episodes and you know you love that. Mm-hmm. So hello. Hi. You have an announcement. Oh, yeah. I have a quick announcement, which is this Sunday, uh, I'll be on the Atheist Experience. If you are on the YouTubes, uh, you could check that out. I believe that is with Matt Delonte, unless they sub in someone else. So that'll be fun. Sunday the 27th? Uh, Sure. Oh, that should be fun. Get to talk to some call-in people. Yes. Have you done the Atheist Experience before? One time. And yeah, it's... Uh, sometimes the questions are right up my alley and Uh other times I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. My first call-in show was, uh, Truth Wanted, which I did a couple weeks ago. And like, yeah, there were some really cool questions that were interesting and insightful. And then there were some like garbage people. Call in if you have a good question. (laughs) Um, also while we're here in the announcements corner, um, Louisville, July 3rd, we're going to be at Apocalypse Brewing at By we, you mean you. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Hemant doesn't do things or have fun. I don't fun. leave my house. We, I mean me and my husband and my friend Leslie and her fiancé, Jeff. We are going to be at Apocalypse Brewing at 6, I think. Um, there's a Facebook announcement for it, but say 6. And big addition, Leslie decided to book a Korean-style um karaoke room for after for the after party oh boy and she ambitiously booked a room for eight people which there are if you remember four of us and then whoever shows up to this (laughs) meeting so we'll see what happens i'm very excited and honestly best case scenario is nobody shows up and leslie and i can just sing to our little hearts content and everybody has to watch so anyway if you want to be part of that i know aren't you sad and Uh it's in kentucky the best of all the states (laughs) Uh, I was debating which one to start with, and I think we're going to go with uh, this new song that came out this week and was quickly pulled from the internet. I'm furious that I missed this. (laughs) So uh, I think it happened last week. There's a Christian singer named Matthew West who's been around for a long while in Christian music, released many albums, won awards. Some of them are not just Christian awards, like real awards. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he's written chart-topping songs for, like, mainstream artists, too. So this guy knows what he's doing in the music industry. Uh-huh. And on uh, last week, like a week ago today, he released a new song uh, called Modest is Hottest. Boy. And he made it sound like, you know those pictures on prom night where <laughs> the dad is standing in the back of the couple with a rifle. Yeah, really chill And they chill think parents. it's hilarious. So funny. Like, bring my daughter home tonight right. or else. Right, And everyone else is looking at that horrifyingly like, oh, dear God, mm-hmm. why are you controlling your daughter's <laughs> vagina like that? Yep, it's weird and I it's hate it. It's weird. So I think he was trying to make fun of, I don't really know what. He thinks it was a funny song. And you could tell in the music video... Which his, I think he got his family to participate yeah, in. Yeah, his 11 and 14 year old daughters. Yeah, and their faces make it look like we really don't want to be here. Well, 11 year olds <laughs> don't want to do anything. Um, and while we're not going to play the song, because one, it's been taken down from YouTube, mm-hmm. I will tell you some of the lyrics here. Thank you. So I bookmarked this with yeah. the intention of watching it before this. Yeah. Um, and by the time I got back around to it, it had been taken down so I can see nothing. And I'm 
deeply sad about that. I'm I was sure hoping Hemet had somewhere. like yeah had bootlegged it somehow, but alas, uh, this is one that you know what. Sometimes I do save stuff because I know it's going to be taken right. down. This I, one I figured he was going to keep up. Yeah. I was surprised he took it down. He didn't actually say I took it down because of all the backlash. Mm-hmm. He just kind of said, well, it, I, I'm paraphrasing. It looks like people aren't taking it as the lighthearted song I intended. It's like, Mm-mm. none of you have a good sense of humor. Right. It's you that are wrong. Here's the chorus. Okay. Modest. I'm not singing it. I don't remember how it goes. Okay. Modest is hottest. The latest fashion trend is a little more Amish, a oh. little less. Oh, he's talking about being modest. The latest fashion trend is a little more Amish, Uh a little less Kardashian. What the boys really love is a turtleneck and a sensible pair of slacks. Honey, I'm sure there's a rhyme scheme in here somewhere. Honey, modest is hottest. Sincerely, your dad. If catching you doing dances on the TikTok, the TikTok, in a crop top, so help me God, you will be grounded till the world stops. I am just kidding. No, I'm not. Oh, boy. Uh, That's rough stuff. Later in here, all the parents be saying their prayers that all their girls, they be wearing more layers. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Moms and dads around the world, yeah, they're on their knees. Lord, make them more like Jesus and less like Cardi B. (sighs) What the boys really love is a one piece with a raincoat over that. Like... Okay. And that's pretty much the whole song. Just hearing those lyrics, like, it does feel like it's tongue-in-cheek, but that doesn't make it good or funny. I get why he thinks it's funny. Right, 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 (laughs) right. But if the idea is I'm going to make a little lighthearted jokes Mm -hmm. about this thing. The underlying premise, though, is that girls cover yourself up. Yes. And, like, there's no way around that. That's what he's joking about. But he's not saying that's wrong. He's saying, nope, the modesty thing is right on. And I'll poke fun at the way we talk about it, maybe. Like, if I wrote that song or you wrote that song, it would be satire. Right. I don't know what this is. A novelty song? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. He's still trying to push the underlying theme, but do it in a way that I guess he thinks brings a smile to your face. I, I think the most interesting and the most telling part about this is just in the title, that... It is like, it's essentially saying, hey, girls, I know you think you have to dress slutty for guys to like you, but they'll really like you more if you're, if you dress more modestly, which takes away every bit of agency any human child woman has of like, well, I just want to dress like this because this is how I feel comfortable and this is how I like how I look. I am not, I obviously haven't, I am not dressing to attract men today. Can't believe it. I know it's really rude. I'm wearing a Team Oxford comma T-shirt, <laughs> like the sex pot I am. No, but like it's this idea. I think all of these kind of moralistic, like adding morals to how somebody dresses, really comes down to the fact that women are seen as ornamental, and all of the choices that we make, men perceive that is for them. So, yeah. oh, do you like? transformer movies because dudes do like oh whatever like everything that women do is applied to be like you're doing this to seem more attractive to men which a a lot of women aren't attracted to men b i don't know sometimes i just like to like how i look and do want and honestly want no attention from men almost ever no matter what i'm wearing i would like men to ignore me more often frankly (laughs) 
don't know. It's garbage. And it, like, I get how comes, he thinks it's cute and funny. It's not. It it's still stupid. comes down to I'm judging you based on how you look. I'm your dad. I'm a man. I'm going to judge. Everyone's judging you for how you look. Don't forget that. Right. Therefore, cover yourself up. And oh, my God, God forbid, if you have curves yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason yeah. and you can't easily cover them up with right. traditional clothing, like, uh oh, something's wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, if the song is meant to be encouraging, it still blames them. It, it he did yeah. he doesn't have this in the lyrics mm-hmm. but i mean if you go back to why people have a problem with the purity culture that they teach in so many evangelical churches it's the idea that women are to blame for how men think or uh-huh. act mm-hmm. and if they do something it's the woman's fault for right. creating that lust or something. Well, I, I I saw recently somebody phrased it really nicely that like when men get drunk, their behavior is, ex- you know, what they do is excused when women get drunk, what's done to them is excused. Mm. And it's, that's sums it up, right? Like it's the woman's fault, whether she's sober or modest or drunk or slutty or whatever. It's and always what happens, her fault. What happens in this song if his daughters who are white, uh, oh what yeah. what what? Uh, what happens if they dress like Cardi B? Like, what is he gonna think about them? He's Clearly, going to think they are a morally bad person. Yeah, their value diminishes yeah. in his eyes if they dress in a way that he doesn't approve right. of. Well, I mean, and it it's all of the same kind, right? The whole like spitting in a cup thing that people do of like every time a girl kisses a boy, it's like spitting or chewing gum or putting a case on your iPhone is why you should dress modestly. Like all these people do is make women feel bad for how they feel and how people treat them. It's all their fault. I think one reason he was taken by surprise, I think that his little lighthearted song wasn't taken that way is because this is one thing that I still don't have an answer to. This guy is as steeped in Christian culture as anyone would be. Cause mm-hmm. again, he is a well-known singer artist right. in that genre. Right. And yet, he has apparently no clue that all these evangelical women have been speaking out against purity culture, Mm -hmm. sharing stories about how, guess what? I was dressed modestly. It did not stop the abuse that I had to deal with. He doesn't realize that uh, Joshua Harris, the guy who wrote that uh, I Kissed Dating Goodbye book when he was like 12, that he has apologized, Mm -hmm. not great but like he tried to apologize he for stepped what back you, at the very least yeah from he did that. step back um like there's a conversation that's been going on about how harmful these types of songs mm-hmm. are he's apparently aware of none of it mm-hmm. and then he puts this out there like haha isn't mm-hmm. this hilarious and everyone's like dude no mm-hmm. read the room yeah and i mean young women are have and do and will continue to internalize this kind of thing. And it's not just your dad telling you, oh, that shirt is too low cut, even though you just, it's a crew neck shirt. You just have big boobs and you can't do much about it. Um, But it's hearing it everywhere. When, when people's, when, when a young woman hears, oh, that woman, you know, got raped, but what was she wearing? Or that woman couldn't have been raped because she was fat or ugly or whatever. Like, Girls hear that and internalize it, and boys hear that and internalize it, and everybody learns the same lesson, that women deserve what's coming to them. By the way, this is the apology he posted on Thursday of this week, uh, after he took down Mm -hmm. all, he deleted the tweets, he took down the video from YouTube, whatever. I'm blessed to be the father of two amazing daughters. I wrote a song poking fun at myself for being an overprotective dad, and my family thought it was funny. 
<laughs> the song was created as satire. It, that's mm. not what that is. No. And I realized that some people did not receive it as it was intended. How was it intended? I genuinely don't know the answer. I, I think we received it as, exactly as it was intended. <laughs> I've like, I the, get the joke. It's just a bad joke. I've taken the feedback to heart. The last thing I want is to distract from the real reason why I make music. To spread a message of hope and love to the world. Proud hashtag girl dad. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Like he. <laughs> I'm sorry you're too stupid to yeah. not understand my hilarious comedy. Now let's watch Gutfeld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I don't think he fundamentally understands why people are upset. Um, and I don't think he is going to unless he does some real listening and, and whatever. Like he doesn't sound, he's not blaming anybody. Like he's, he's doing the like, Oh, it was a joke. You guys didn't get it. Yeah. I'm sorry I blame if you, you were offended. For not understanding. Why don't you have a sense of humor about At least my... he didn't do. <laughs> oh, the cancel culture, no. <laughs> liberal loony left is coming after me. I'm I haven't the read his entire Facebook page. Yeah, we I don't mean, know if that's there. I, I did appreciate that when he initially posted at least a clip of the song on Twitter, uh, the first day it was out. Mm-hmm encouraging people to go see the full thing people responded really quickly and a lot of these are from christians i just want to read a couple of these yeah uh hi matthew i've been asked to parody this song as part of my song parodying initiative (laughs) and turn it into a song about how men need to learn how to control themselves even if the woman isn't dressed like an amish widow i can't find the chords though can you send them to me (laughs) that's funny Uh, another one this from a woman modest is hottest didn't stop grown men from sexually harassing me as a teenager or from catcalling me in the street, Matthew. Don't put this on your daughters. It's not fair. Nice. Uh, someone else. A lighthearted take on white Sharia. <laughs> if, <laughs> if my husband sang something like this to our children, it would be the last day he was my husband. This is very creepy and inappropriate. I grew up in purity culture uh, and Mennonite adjacent. Someone else, women do not dress or do anything for the attention of men. The idea that your daughters must cover themselves up because they are beautiful is Mm -hmm. not the compliment you think it is. Mm -hmm. How about a song telling boys or men to treat us like humans rather than objects? Mm -hmm. Uh, One more. Seriously, this isn't cute. It's shameful on so many levels. But unfortunately, evangelicals can't seem to learn from their past mistakes. Mm -hmm. Purity culture ruined lives. We are not retreading that BS on another generation. (laughs) I saw one that was like, I'm going to write a song about how men should pluck out their eyes if they're feeling <laughs> lustful, because that's what Jesus actually said to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's the same bullshit. I mean, if, so, sorry, I was looking at another comment. Someone said, if modest is hottest, then logically being immodest would make you not hot, which would actually make men lust after you less. That was... So dress like a skank. That was what I was trying to get at. That was much better <laughs> much better put than what I said of like, no matter, even if it's like slutty is hottest or modest is hottest, either way, you're saying like, you're dressing performatively for other people. So it doesn't matter how you want to look. It matters how people want you to look. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I hope. Hey, if anybody captured that video somehow, <laughs> I truly do want to see it. I honestly feel like I'm like it has being a be bad journalist somewhere. for not having seen it. <laughs> I'm sure it's up Journalists somewhere. I did quotes. not have a. I didn't have a serious chance to go digging. Mm. I'm sure someone yeah, has it, and they didn't all just hot link to the original version, <laughs> right? Um, but it's out there. Uh, where do you want? Let's talk about Jim Baker. Mm-hmm. Why is he in the news this week? It's. For a good reason. Okay. He was finally 
punished. <gasps> By whom? So here's, I'll try to Explain take you Jim back. Explain who Jim Baker is. I Jim always, Baker is the televangelist uh-huh. who is played by Andrew Garfield in an upcoming movie yes! about Tammy Faye Baker. I'm excited um, about that movie. But basically, longtime grifty televangelist who uh, tried selling stuff that he didn't actually have, got in trouble for that. Like, if you think televangelists are frauds and you think of John Oliver doing that segment about, segment about televangelists, like... Jim Baker is the quintessential right. stereotypical televangelist right. for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so last February, when did coronavirus shut everything down? Like March? March. So in February, when we knew what it was, uh-huh. but it, we didn't know too much about it, um, he was selling this thing on his show called Silver Solution. And on the show, he, and what is it? It's a gel oh. or a something. And what did he say it does? Over the course of several segments, he said, this thing cures all your venereal diseases, which was hilarious because, like, all your viewers are, like, 90. Why are they getting all of these venereal Listen, diseases? Listen, STIs are a really big problem in the senior community because they don't use condoms. Fair. Look it up. At these Christian retirement homes? Yeah, they're slutty as anyone. All right, fine. Look, someone <laughs> needs to tell these seniors modest is hottest. <laughs> So he was saying, my silver solution will cure your venereal diseases and prevent SARS and HIV. He said it's like a miracle and God created it in heaven. And then in February, one of his guests comes on and says, yeah, it cures COVID. She says, you know, it hasn't been tested on this latest version of it. Uh But other COVIDs, it totally cures in like under 12 hours. And, I mean, the takeaway from it is, look, this COVID thing you're all hearing so much about, buy my silver solution, it'll prevent that too, which it obviously does not, wasn't tested, isn't the vaccine. Right. Like, it just, it was a straight up lie. Was it colloidal silver? Was that what yes. it was? Okay, yes. that can be dangerous. And turn you blue. Yes, that too. And so he was selling this thing as if it were a cure for COVID, Mm -hmm. which it obviously wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, and like, look, Jim Baker sells a lot of crazy shit that you can make fun of him for. But Mm -hmm. like when you make fun of him, it's because he's selling a giant bucket of food that he says is for when the apocalypse occurs (laughs) and stuff like that. And it's like, it's it's stupid for other reasons. Right. But I do believe that if people give you the money, you are going to send them a bucket of crappy food. Right. But saying I have a solution for your COVID Mm -hmm. is a different step entirely. So when that happened, I mean, New York Attorney General Letitia James sent him an email saying, stop it um, because you're you're uh, affecting my people. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Federal Trade uh, Commission said the same thing. You have 48 hours to stop selling this before we come after you. And he did. He stopped after he got those letters, which is like a week or two after that. But in Missouri, where his ministry, Jim Baker's ministry, is based, Mm -hmm. the attorney general in Missouri, uh, Eric Schmidt, he sent a letter saying like, well, you are selling this to our state Uh and your ministry is based here. I have jurisdiction over you, basically. And so Schmidt basically filed a lawsuit saying, like, we're suing you on behalf of all these people like you are hurting them. I want to see if I can find the actual uh, thing. Yeah. He sued the ministry. He said 
Uh, there was anyone who has bought Silver Solution from the Jim Baker show should know that it cannot cure or treat coronavirus. Hmm. The lawsuit requested a restraining order and permanent injunction ordering Baker to stop selling it as a treatment for coronavirus. And like, okay, it takes a while for lawsuits to work through courts. Baker and his lawyers basically said, one, I wasn't the one saying that. It was my guest. Oh, and you have no responsibility for what's said on your own show. You were on TV nodding. It was your show. (laughs) It's your ministry selling the product. So like that doesn't work. He then, his lawyer said, Jim Baker is being unfairly targeted by those who want to crush his ministry. Um, And they basically said this case is about religious freedom. You are. Of course it is. Because in their in their view, religious freedom is I get to do whatever I want to yes. do. Stop telling me what to do. In fact, uh, the president of his ministry told a judge that selling silver solution, mm-hmm. which they marketed as a cure for covid, was part of their faith because the product was made available to this generation by God, unquote. And Baker was divinely inspired to use it. The judge did not buy that. So they didn't. That's so strange. Here's what happened this week. Okay. The judge basically said, yeah, you got to pay back all of this. Whoa. Um, and uh, without getting into much into the legal stuff, basically what they said is everyone who bought this from you that you have not yet refunded because they asked for it, mm-hmm. you're refunding everybody who bought this. Dang. Um, you have to pay them back. And it, Amounts to a in Missouri at least it amounts to one hundred fifty six thousand dollars. Oh, that's actually less than I thought it would be. It is less than I thought. Now that is what they have control over. Mm. What that judge has control over. So basically, saying um, you have to, you've already paid back about sixty thousand of it because okay. people requested a refund or something when they heard about this. Mm-hmm. But there's another ninety thousand to go. You have to do that uh, ASAP. Uh, checks will be mailed to Missouri customers who bought it, mm-hmm. and Baker has started to refund it already. But it's kind of the—I know—it's not a lot of money. It's certainly I mean, not a lot for him, but but it's something. It's, it's something. being held responsible. Yeah, um, and that means he won't have to pay some giant penalty for selling a, a sham product. Oh, I didn't think of that part. He just so there's has no... to reimburse the customers for what they wasted. Interesting. Yeah. So he ends at zero. In theory, yeah. Which means, hypothetically, all that's going to do is make him craftier for the next scam he comes up with. entirely possible. One thing that bugged me, which, I mean, again, the Missouri Attorney General is selling this as a win on his side. Of course he is. Maybe it is. But the judgment says that both sides agree that Baker denies any and all allegations of wrongdoing. So Baker said that, mm-hmm. and Missouri is basically saying, fine, we accept that you won't take responsibility for it if you agree to pay people back. Huh. We'll agree to the fact that you're not taking responsibility. And if that's the price you got to pay to get him to pay up, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that's a strategy you take. Uh, it avoids a longer, drawn-out legal battle, which costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. may not result in anything big. So, like, sometimes you take what you can get. I think that's the Missouri Attorney General strategy there. Mm -hmm. But it's something. Now, what I haven't heard yet, and I'm waiting for it, is for Jim Baker to get on air and say, like, 
he probably won't address it at all because uh-huh. it's not looking great for him. But he might spin it as persecution, saying sure. I had to pay this money in order to get these people off my back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't say I did anything wrong and I wasn't found guilty of anything. <sighs> right. So uh. that's the frustrating part there. I mean, he should be lucky he doesn't have to pay medical costs for people who are too stupid to take this stuff. Right. And then got in trouble, uh, like medical trouble, because they took irrational, uh, made irrational moves. Right. And then caught COVID and maybe ended up in a hospital. Who knows? Yeah. And the thing with, with the fact that that was in February is then we knew, and we still don't know everything, but we knew so little about what causes COVID. So if... Somebody took this thinking, okay, it's going to protect me. If they went out in the world, did they get infected? Did they spread infection? Did they die? Did they cause somebody else to die? Like, obviously, we'll never know, but it can't be zero. You know, there can't be a a result of zero people getting harmed. It's it's disturbing. I wish there was a a more damning punishment against Baker, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately not. Um, Before we go to something totally different, let me talk about one more modesty story. Okay. Uh, This one is from Australia, but it was so weird that uh, it came into my newsfeed. Okay. So there is an Anglican institution called St. Luke's Grammar School Mm -hmm. in Sydney, Australia, or close to it. And normally, who cares what they're doing in their private school? Mm -hmm. But here's what happened. They have a class, I guess, called Christian Studies. Of course they would. It's a Christian Christian school. school. And they were teaching... Uh, a sex ed class, however it is they do it. Mm-hmm. And like, again, it's not a public school, so it's you're, I'm not expecting them to have like standards of any kind. Mm-hmm. But what they ended up doing, word got out fast. They separated boys and girls to give them separate lessons. All right. Mm-hmm. And for the boys, they said things like, we want you to rank girls. No. Not, not rank them like who's the best, who's the worst. But they said... We're going to give you a six-point scale here. Six points are the qualities you look for in a woman. How old is this? Uh, It's grammar school. I don't know. uh, No, these are high school sophomores. Oh, okay. For us. Yeah. So they were said, like, all of you boys, you get 25 points. And the question is, how would you allocate them using this scale? And for example, so like the six-point traits are the things that are like most desirable. Uh So like, I think they were trying to teach these boys, what are you looking for in a partner? Wait. And what, who, what, 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 who, what, what women are these? Uh, It's not their classmates. No, no, no. They're not ranking their classmates. I thought it was their fucking classmates and I was really upset about that. No, you just, you have 25 points to find your perfect mate. Okay. And how are you going to distribute your 25 points? Because I guess that'll lead to a good discussion. So what are the six? sex ed, huh? Uh Uh-huh. What are the six point highly sought after traits? Here are the six point Traits. Popular. Oh. Loyalty. Well, loyal. Good-looking or attractive. Intelligent. Strong Christian. Kind. Considerate. Virgin. Yep. Trustworthy. Those are Did very... Did they do trustworthy twice? No, oh, loyalty was the other loyalty one. Loyalty was the... Yeah, so uh, if, you, if you want a virgin, that's a high-quality... Uh-huh, it's a high-ticket item. Yes. Now, one point, like, all right, fine, I guess you can have this. Uh, favorite hair color, eye color, has money, sincere, generous, adventurous, cares for the world, comfortable in quiet moments. 
I, I have no idea how the scale works. Wait, that was that's the worst that's person the worst, they can imagine? Yeah, like, oh, if you got that, you got traits money lying around Favorite here. hair color? Like, I, his like, favorite I think hair color? You, I, this is all I'm working off of, what I just read you. Three points if they have good pedigree. Three points. Rose. Oh, that's a bad one. That is eugenics, my dude. <laughs> three points if they're a great kisser. <gasps> um, <laughs> Sorry. Four points if they're. Go- <laughs> four points if they go to church. I don't even know how a Christian school says that's only a four point trait. Yeah. Like, so here's the thing. Maybe like go to church versus like a strong Christian. Those are different things. <laughs> Fair like, enough. I don't know. The the breakdown makes no sense because they have different, like you said, they have different forms of trust, loyalty. Uh-huh. Kind of, like they're all the same thing, kind of. I thought the last one would be like super slutty, gossipy, <laughs> right? tells everybody your secrets. I mean, virginity is worth more on this list than being generous or hardworking. Mm-hmm. Being and caring f- about the world, yes, if I remember yes. right. Being physically fit is more important than being honest. <laughs> God. Being intelligent gets six points, but being good at school gets two. Which yeah, those are different maybe things. Maybe being wise gets five points. I don't mm-hmm. know why that's different. Can you be wise at 16? Mm, I don't want to knock on 16-year-olds, but if I know myself, no. <laughs> yeah, I will um, say I was not wise at 16. Yeah. Being a strong Christian is six points, but having similar beliefs to you is only worth one point. Like, it makes no sense how you're ranking this stuff. I'm genuinely getting a headache from this. I don't understand it. But here's the bigger picture. Being a virgin is six points. Mm -hmm. As in, if they're not a virgin, they're not worth keeping around, which is the real damning thing on this list. And now, what's the what did they tell the girls? That is what I was about to ask you. Uh, they didn't get a breakdown. Oh, they did not have a similar lesson oh. where they allot points to men in their lives. Because, by the way, everyone here is straight. Just so we're clear, obviously, this is extraordinarily. Um, no, they were given articles to read on the importance of virginity and how Satan provides opportunities for fleeting sexual encounters. Satan provides opportunities for fleeting sexual encounters is yes. my next cross stitch. <laughs> so, yeah. And the principal eventually sent a letter to the, the parents mm-hmm. saying, look, this term, the students have been looking at the complex issues of consent and toxic masculinity and contrasting the negative images portrayed in society with God's plan for strong, healthy relationship where people respect each other as equals. Which sounds nice, except that's not what you did that's in class. Not at even all. kind of what he did. Wait, wait, wait. No. This is what he's saying that the so men the, were doing. The men were doing. No, is, this is how he's defending what they were doing. What in about class. consent? Came up in that list. Uh, it wasn't on the list. Jesus. Um. So yeah, that's what they're teaching in Christian sex ed at this school. Well, that's fun for them. Yeah. Like no notes yeah, for none. Australia as a country. By the way, the school says on its website, we their values, we we res, we teach respect mm. and value and we honor all students, which you can't is just, not yeah, what they're doing. Boy, um yeah, that sucks. Like it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody, but it sucks pretty hard. I just want to know who came up with that list i am and who decided where everything goes on the list honestly i might print that list out and bring it to dinner tonight because i'm going out to dinner with some of my friends and i just wanted to know their thoughts and i want to know how you would allocate all 25 of your points that's all you crash i don't know probably a dog there's many of them around yeah there's two of them here but i heard a crash all right i'll keep talking it's all good uh 
you know what? I'll wait till you get back for that other one. But let's talk about this license plate story. So atheists in Minnesota are filing... uh, Minnesota, in Mississippi, they're filing a lawsuit against the state because if you get a default license plate in the state of Mississippi Uh now, it's now law, that the license plate backdrop that you get, in addition to the letters and the numbers, includes the seal of Mississippi, which now... Uh, contains the phrase in god we trust Uh um and a couple things you should know about this so two years ago governor phil bryant at the time uh wanted this to be the new state license plate Mm -hmm. the background the default license plate used to be um a guitar representing uh who was it bb king yeah blues legend bb king and all right fine that's no issue he said i want to change it to include the seal of mississippi which, by the way, the state had also made religious. Right. With this, uh, Listen, let's all remember, though, that they made it religious after it had a full-on Confederate flag on it. And so I'm not <laughs> saying that In God We Trust That's is good, flag. but it is That's the flag. better. This is different than that. This is the seal. But, but they did just put In God yes. We Trust on their flag. It's fine. So, yeah, like, here's the thing. Here's the reason they're filing a lawsuit. Because, like, it's going to be hard as hell to win a lawsuit over In God We Trust on the seal. Mm -hmm. And therefore, In God We Trust on the license plate. Mm -hmm. But here's the the reason I think these atheists think they have a case. If you want a different background on your license plate, Mm -hmm. you have to pay for it. Yeah. That's it. You have to pay for it. Otherwise... Atheists in the state are basically required to do advertising right. for religion, at the very least, if not Christianity, which is what it really is. Yeah, I remember um, in Indiana when I was uh, living there in college, around 2006, 2007, they released new license plates, and they had two options. And one said, in God we trust, and the other had, I think, the Indiana state flag or seal or something, right. or something like that. So it's different because they could get either. That's they could right. pick. And here's the, what's uh, what I found ingenious about this. They pointed out, if you own an RV or a motorcycle or trailer, mm-hmm. uh, specialty I own vehicles, all yeah, you, ha- you have to use the religious plate. There's no option for you. Oh. If you purchase a vanity plate with your own letters or numbers, you have that to use to, mm-hmm. the background. And if you have a disabled tag on your license plate, you've got to use the religious one. Interesting. So who's filing? The, and there's one other thing I want to bring up. But who's filing this lawsuit? American Atheists, the Mississippi Humanist Association, mm-hmm. three individual residents who live in the state who say, I'm basically required to right. either pay money or use this because of the vehicle I'm driving. Uh-huh. What they said in their press release, uh, this is from American Atheists, every minute they spend on the streets of Mississippi, atheists are forced to act as a billboard for the state's religious message. Mm -hmm. Imagine a Christian having to drive around with, in no God we trust, or in Allah we trust. Um, One thing I found interesting is last week we talked about the Supreme Court ruling in that Philadelphia foster care case, the Fulton case. uh uh, Basically, John Roberts, in his majority opinion, said, look, if Philadelphia had a no discrimination allowed policy and it applied to everybody neutrally, maybe Philadelphia could get away with doing that, even if a Catholic group said, we want money, but also we want to discriminate against gay people. And what John Roberts said is, well, you allow in your policies 
for someone to make exceptions to the rule. Mm -hmm. So it's not a generally applicable policy. And because of that loophole, I'm going to allow the Catholic foster agency to win this case Uh because they're right. You're not generally applicable. It's not a generally applicable law. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what the atheists say here? Because you allow exceptions to the rule in Mm -hmm. certain cases, uh, and I want to make sure I'm reading this uh, correctly, the court ruled that when a law or policy includes any exemptions, then any a similar exemption must be given to anyone with religious objections. Mm-hmm. So since Mississippi provides alternative license plate designs to certain groups of individuals, atheists who object to the In God We Trust plate should receive equal treatment too. They're literally piggybacking on a bad church-state separation decision yeah. the Supreme Court just made saying we should be allowed, we shouldn't have to play by these religious rules. So Mm -hmm. does it mean they're going to win? I don't know. But it's an intriguing case because, again, this is not a thing where the state's just offering a religious license plate. Mm -hmm. You have to use it. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Can the state just get away with it? Because if they can, you can bet other states are going to follow suit. (sighs) So Interesting. I mean, there's such an easy way out of this. All Mississippi has to do to avoid this lawsuit is just to say, look, if you don't like the default plate because of the religious message, here's a different one Mm -hmm. that you can use. Mm -hmm. Like you said, in Indiana, they had the religious one, but they also had the generic one. Mm -hmm. And that one, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. They could easily do that. But in Mississippi right now, they are not. Yeah. Interesting. How do you think that's going to play out? I mean, it's Mississippi, which is not known for its, you know, liberty in terms of non-religious people. And my my fear is what they're going to say is the seal within God we trust on it. It's like uh, putting in God we trust in public schools. The reason state legislatures can get away with it mm-hmm. is because they just say it's not about promoting Christianity right. or religion. It's our motto. It's our motto. It's neutral in that sense. Mm-hmm. And that's not a promotion of religion. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case then a judge could theoretically say, this is not the same as promoting religion. This is just the motto. So you can't pretend like this offends your religious sensibilities or whatever. That's the worry. But again, they're making the argument that, and they say this in the lawsuit, we are not fighting the the existence of In God We Trust. Uh We're not saying you got to change the seal or that you have to change the license plate Mm -hmm. even. What we are arguing is that we should not be in a position as atheists where we are doing, where we have to obey your religious policies and we should be allowed to get away from that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a different argument than the one that has failed in the courts before. So interesting idea. If nothing else, it's, it's, it brings this issue. I mean, again, I think there are some lawsuits you may lose, but you bring it up because it raises an important policy issue. I think this mm-hmm. may be one of them, but I hope they, they yeah. get away with it. Very curious to, to follow how this um, plays out. Is Joe Biden a Catholic? Yes. According, uh, rather famously, I'd say. According to the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, which is a generally very conservative group, uh-huh. this uh, last week they voted to draft a document, mm-hmm. so it's very early in this process, <laughs> that would basically call for bishops in the Catholic church Mm -hmm. to basically say, if there's a pro-choice politician who comes to our church, they can't have communion because they support abortion rights and the church opposes it. 
And really, everyone knows they're only doing this because Joe Biden is Catholic and he's the president. Yeah, and he's pro-choice. And he's pro-choice when it comes to policies Uh he promotes. Mm -hmm. And this is an important distinction because personally, I don't care what he believes. And he has said, you know, I I do follow Catholic doctrine in Mm -hmm. my personal life, but I am not here to run the Catholic Church. I'm here to run the nation. Um, So Joe Biden may very well be personally fine with anti-choice Catholic views, Mm -hmm. but publicly he's pro-choice, which is fine. That's all I need him to be. But anyway, they're doing this to punish Joe Biden, which is weird because even in the church that Joe Biden attends near the White House, Mm -hmm. the, the priest there is like, no, we're still giving him communion. And, and the, also, he is, I, I read that he is the most, like, actively religious president we've had since Jimmy Carter. Like, I believe he it. he goes to church every fucking Sunday. Like, it, yeah, it's he not does a photo op for yes, him. Yes, exactly. He's going because he likes to go to church. Right. And fine, whatever, as long as you're not pushing it on anybody else. And again, as many more progressive Catholic priests would tell you, communion is not a way for me to pass judgment on you. Mm. It's not a reward that I'm giving you. Well, you don't have to take a test before you take it. Yeah, I'm not going to take it away from you because you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. It's something all of us as sinners Mm -hmm. want to show that we are all united under Christ. Like, this is something priests give. That's their, you're just the vehicle. You're the messenger. Right. Um, so if Biden says, I would like communion, you give it to him. That's, they would argue that is Catholic doctrine. Right. And yet these bishops are saying, well, this person who is in a prominent position, a powerful position Mm -hmm. is violating Catholic doctrine. Therefore he doesn't like deserve it, which is a weird thing to say because most Catholics practicing Catholics don't agree with mm-hmm. the Catholic Church on doctrinal issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to point out some obvious ones, 48% of U.S. Catholics, uh, where is this from, Pew Research? Yeah, Pew Research Center, 48% of practicing Catholics support abortion rights. Mm-hmm. I think it's a similar number, if not higher, when it comes to uh, allowing same-sex marriage. Yeah. They're fine with it. Mm-hmm. So are these bishops seriously going to say, we shouldn't give Catholic, we shouldn't give communion, we shouldn't give the Eucharist to anyone who openly promotes these doctrines that go against what we believe? Or is it just politicians? Is it just Democrats? I, I think that is sort of the crux of all of this, is where does it stop and who's making the decision and what is... What makes you pro-choice? Like, if I've never had an abortion, but I believe I should be able to if I want to, am I good? Or... I, that's Joe Biden's policy. That's his policy, and they're like, let's But I'm saying that it. as me, Jessica, who yeah. is just, like, a regular person, if I was still a practicing Catholic and went to church, like, is somebody going to, like, check me at the right. door? Like, wh- how do they plan to enforce this? Yeah, Why no don't they just say... I think they are saying this would just apply, and this is the thing, they, there's no draft document you could point to to mm-hmm. say what the policy is, so it's whatever anyone wants it to be. They're making it sound like it would just apply to politicians, people in a position to make the laws, but again, really, then you're just going after Democrats who are Catholic, mm-hmm. and as many people pointed out, Attorney General Bill Barr under Donald Trump is openly Catholic. Uh-huh. He was putting, he was executing people. Yeah. He was fine with the death penalty, which the Catholic Church, rightly so, says is wrong. Right. Um, (laughs) 
So like, where were the cat? Where was the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops when they were like, where was the letter that said we should deny Bill Barr communion? Mm-hmm. Be or is it just nope, Democrats? We got to punish them because I the hypocrisy here. You know is what? This is a good example of um, is why the separation of church and state is so fucking important because maybe people's politics should not play into whether or not they can practice a religion just as whether or not you practice a religion should not play into your politics. Uh, Jared Huffman, the one atheist in Congress, even alluded to this thing. Look, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he basically said, look, if you're just going to play politics here and say Democrats can't get communion which is a political move. Sure. Then maybe we should think about your tax exempt status, which sounds like a threat. Obviously, he doesn't have the power to do any right. of that stuff, and there's no move to do that. Mm-hmm. But his point is you're just playing politics, which is accurate here. Right. Because they are not going after any of the Catholics in the Trump administration mm-hmm. for all sorts of things that violate Catholic Catholic doctrine. Um and of course, all of this is coming from the same people who look the other way while priests are raping of children. Of course. Like, the hypocrisy is astounding. It's, God, that's, I didn't even think of that part of it, of like, yeah, yeah, we'll move a, pr- a priest around if he's, like, raped some people, but <gasps> believing women should have control over their own body? This far, no further. Like, it's stupid. I hate it. There was a Princeton professor, Robert P. George, who actually kind of, Uh, agreed with the bishops here. But the thing he took an issue with is when the Washington Post covered this story, their headline suggests, I mean, it said, Joe Biden is deeply Catholic. Like, Joe Biden, uh, deeply Catholic Joe Biden may not be able to get communion or something. And he's like, he is not. Here's the tweet from Robert George. But the Washington Post's claim that Joe Biden is deeply Catholic is absurd. If you reject key tenets of Catholic faith, then whatever you are, you are not deeply Catholic. And I know where he's coming from, but guess what? That By that definition, a shit ton mm-hmm. of practicing Catholics are not deeply Catholic. They're- and if that's the position these bishops, not this random professor, mm-hmm. but if that's the position these bishops want to take, they should go even further mm-hmm. and say, none of you are getting communion mm-hmm. if you agree with these particular views. And guess what? We're not taking your money either. They're not going to say that. Right. Totally take their money. Well, and there's a reason that purity tests are often frowned upon because none of us can pass them no matter what. Mm -hmm. None of us is perfect, whether it's nobody is like perfectly liberal and and kind to people. Nobody is a perfect Catholic. Like, sorry, that's just how how the world works, bud. And I know the Catholic Church is... And it's baked into their doctrine. Yeah. Humans are sinners. (laughs) I know the Catholic Church is top down, so this is different, but like what is a true Catholic? There are different definitions, even though there is a a catechism there. Mm -hmm. But for Christianity, and I hear this all the time, especially from atheists, and I think they're wrong on this, it's like this person's a bad Christian because of X, Y, and Z. True Christians, it's the no true Scotsman thing. True Christians, I don't know, believe in creationism. Like, no, they don't. And there's nothing, even Ken Mm -hmm. Ham, creationist Ken Ham, is like all the creationist stuff we preach it has nothing to do with salvation. We just happen to think it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very explicit that you can disagree with me and still be a good Christian. Mm-hmm. I just think you're wrong, which I think is the right approach there. Sure. 
but that's the thing. Like, there is no true Catholic, even in a place where there's a list of rules, because mm-hmm. a lot of Catholics are like, I think you're wrong, and I'm going to try to push for change from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of priests don't agree with a lot of these things either. Again, and the thing that boggles my mind more than anything about this, again, Joe Biden is being judged here on the policies he's promoting as president, as a politician, but when he goes to church, he is not functioning as a president. He is going as a guy who happens to be Catholic and as a personal, just a one-off dude, as an individual, Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to think he opposes any of these Catholic doctrines. He said that as much. Well, and it's (sighs) just... So what are they punishing him for if he agrees to the thing they're strawmanning him with? Like, we oppose the fact that, peop- that you know, you support abortion rights. Policy-wise, mm-hmm. Biden has said, what it, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, like, whatever he does in his personal life, it doesn't matter. But if he says, no, I, I agree with the church's doctrine personally, right. but I'm not here pushing my faith on other people. Like, why are you going after him then? He's doing exactly what you want. Right. Well, and I mean, even if you just look at history, the Catholic, like, aside from, like, the more recent Catholic Church bullshit of them moving um, um, priests around if they've been molesting kids or whatever, you go back in history and, like, everybody in the Catholic Church was just, like, a power-mad monster. (laughs) Like, the fact that they pretend that Catholicism is this pure and perfect thing that nobody can ever violate any of the tenets of lest they are no longer Catholic is demonstrably true. It's, it just simply is. So if they want to all of a sudden hold Joe Biden, the president and a, the world's most prominent, prominent Catholic aside from the Pope, if <laughs> they want to try to distance themselves from him, what is, what is, what's their end game? Do you remember when the book of Mormon musical came out yeah, and the Mormon and the Mormon church is like, we can fight this cause we don't like how we're depicted here. Or we can use it to advertise ourselves. And they used it to advertise they themselves. They literally placed ads. I, I went to see yeah. it in Chicago. They literally had ads in the, the playbill. playbook. Playbill. Yeah. It was I think they said, you've seen iron- it on stage, now read yeah. the real thing or something like that. Unironically, not doing a bit of just like, yeah, you've heard of Mormonism now, learn more if you want. Right. Clever. It's and clever. It's what's great. the Catholic Church doing when you have the guy with the biggest bully pulpit in the yeah. world, yeah. arguably, yeah. who's your guy? Mm-hmm. You could easily, and in a non-political way, say like, yeah, you if, you if Joe Biden's demeanor, if the way he talks about his faith appeals to you, guess what? We got the real thing. No, 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 no. They're actively fighting against this. And I should say, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, a subset of the Catholic Church, is fighting against this, Mm -hmm. but they have influence and they have power. Well, and like in the mid-20th century, fucking every Catholic in the country had a portrait of JFK on their wall because he was (laughs) the guy. He was the president. He was the first Catholic president. He was their boy. The Catholic Church had the opportunity to do this again, like dive into the mainstream harder, and they were like, actually, instead, we're going to blow up our own ship. How about that? Does that sound fun to you? This is the line from Pope Francis I was trying to quote. He said recently, communion is not the reward of saints. It is the bread of sinners. 
Yes. So That's like great. if you want communion, mm-hmm. it is yours. That's it. The the priests are there to give it to you. Mm-hmm. It is not something they dangle in front of you. Yeah. If you've been a good boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a like a troll. You have to answer three questions before you get your <laughs> communion. <laughs> but like I could go to the Catholic church down the street, me a yeah. loud yeah, yeah, yeah. atheist, and nobody's gonna say shit if I walk up to get communion. Because right. I've A, I've been baptized. You can suck it. I'm part of your weird religion. I got that bath thing when I was an infant because my grandmother was going to kidnap me. It was a whole thing. But regardless, I get communion. Joe Biden gets I communion. Other questions now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, a, I mean, just to be clear, if you're a child molesting priest who yeah. says you have repented, you can get communion. And give it. <laughs> and give it. And if you're Joe Biden who says women should control their bodies, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to public policy, mm-hmm. no, you're the evil one. Yeah. That's where the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops is at. I think as far as the coverage goes, like Pope Francis is not endorsing this, mm-hmm. but he's also not really uh, the Catholic Church by and large. The Vatican is not like, what can they do to stop these people? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at. And none of this is going to change, by the way. Biden's still going to church. His own priests are uh, his own priest is I'm still going to give him communion. So all of this could be for nothing. It's all except grandstanding. They're just going to shoot themselves in the foot for the reasons we just mentioned. It's like just saber rattling. It's just all of the metaphorical bullshit. And the more they talk about this, like Joe Biden doesn't deserve communion. All that will serve to do. I hope. I hope this is the good thing that comes from it. Is that people in the Catholic Church who support pro-choice policies mm-hmm. or LGBTQ rights are like. Oh, this is what the church... All right, I'm out of here. Yeah. I I, hope that it pushes people out. It should. I mean, the raping didn't do it, but maybe this will jar some people into sense. That's too bad. Uh, There was an article I read on this website, The Gospel Coalition, which is a... (laughs) Right-wing evangelical. That is a parody website. Oh, You've been had. No, it's a real site. Say it again. The Gospel Coalition. The Gospel That's Coalition. Very funny. Uh, they, it's a big deal. Uh, <laughs> as in, they have a staff. And are, they, they, are there new gospels coming out soon? <laughs> there are. They're all, Those gospels drop on Tuesdays. The Gospel Coalition is like the Avengers, but the Christian version of where they all come together. That's the goal. Oh, Shut up. And more boring and yeah. less sexual tension and homoeroticism. <laughs> so they have an advice column. Uh-huh. And this is uh, written by a pastor named Charlie Self. And here's the question that he is answering. And I don't know if someone actually asked this or if... Charlie Self? Yes. I think you've been had. I know. Uh, no, I don't know if someone actually wrote this or like he just made up a question and then answered it himself. Okay. okay. Um, Let me read you the question that this person was trying to have answered because it's not that long. Okay. Here's the question. You tell me if this is real or not. I work in a secular workplace and my new colleague is transgender. When I was introduced to him, not true, and found out that he wants to be addressed by a female name and Mm. pronouns, I was caught off guard. I didn't know if I should address him by his real name or by the female name he wants to be called. And I certainly don't think I can address him in good conscience using female pronouns. How can I speak to him and work with him in a loving way without compromising my Christian convictions? You can't. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the answer. You can't. You're a like, you should quit. No one You're wants to work with you. Leave, uh... that... So I know what your answer would be. <laughs> that's what, what your advice would be. You can't put words in my mouth like that, Hammett. <laughs> no, I mean, my answer would that be like that, too. Like, the answer is you Leave should just... Leave or deal with it. Yeah, deal with it or resign because you're a bad employee to mm-hmm. keep around. And, You're just and toxic And pray to your place. precious God that you don't meet another trans person at your next place of work. Yeah, go transfer to a church where you could be a bigot and no one's going to stop you. Mm-hmm. But if you work at a secular workplace, no one should have to deal with your harassment. Yeah. Um, that's not what this uh, what? Charlie Self guy said. He said, okay, here's him saying, like, let me start off with something nice and then I'll get more critical. He said, you know, I wish I had a better answer for you, but for now, this is my best advice. If possible, try to refer to this person in writing and verbally by the generic they or by using the person's name instead of pronouns. That way you can, you can, I don't know what you call that. So now they're pro-singular they? Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as it means you don't have to use the pronoun you're not comfortable with. Um, But he's also like, don't talk like a human. If you're going to use a pronoun, don't use a pronoun. But didn't the letter writer say that they didn't know what name to call this person? I mean, the person has a name. They they don't know about the pronoun to use. And they they don't want to use the actual name. Should I call her by her name or or dead namer? Right. So, uh, oh, that's true. So he said use the person's name. I assume the female trans name the correct name um but the idea of try using the person's name instead of the pronoun strikes me as something that in practice if you were gonna say someone's pronoun it's like a lunatic like yeah you sound insane yeah. like if i said jessica what is jessica doing today jessica like at some point if i can't use the pronoun it's oh, gonna sound weird i don't like that at all. so that's weird i don't like how much you cared about my day either <laughs> he continues uh, you should be prepared. Oh. You want to have an answer when asked directly to affirm trans rights or LGBTQ lives. When asked, you can affirm your belief that in a pluralistic world, diverse choices and opinions are part of true liberty, which is a weird answer. Um, basically saying, well, I have my views. I live my life in accordance with my faith. It kind of like, sounds like he's telling the letter writer to deal with it. Yeah. Because he's not saying misgender her or dead. Right. It's not. It's specifically not saying to misgender it's or dead It's not name saying her. misgender her, but it's saying you don't have to go along with the gender. That's that's the yeah. the thing he's trying to figure out here. I feel very confident that this is not a real letter because I cannot figure out the scenario in which you start a new job and meet a coworker and and if they are trans and out and accepted in their workplace how did he get access to like her dead name or the fact that she's trans in the first place like i mean maybe and maybe it's a recent transition and you know she just came out it may i I don't know but that that to me kind of stinks a little bit but and then self said uh you know be prepared to defend your beliefs uh using bible verses and science uh, of, a lot of Bible verses about trans people? Uh, I'm sure they can make some up. I haven't read it in a minute. It's so. in the Third Testament somewhere, <laughs> I'm sure. But they, like the whole thing comes down to 
this Christian guy, whoever he is, mm -hmm. is just imagining like, how am I supposed to do? You work at a copy machine store. Just do your job. You don't need to like oh the God. trans person probably just wants to get through the damn day and do the work and go home or yeah. whatever. That's what everyone does at work. Like do the job, especially if it's a place where you got to work with people who mm -hmm. you may disagree with on stuff. Just do your job and leave. That's fine. And this person's like, oh my God, I, I have this burden on me where I got to oh deal God, so with So this the person works for like a FedEx or a Kinko's. I, yeah, or something where it's, but they Which make it sound I've like every Which every time I've gone into a FedEx or Kinko's, there's a single employee working. <laughs> so I can't imagine. I don't this know where is, they work. No, I, I don't know. know. They, but they're just like, it's some, her big burden on the Christian. Like, how do I deal with this person? Just don't be an asshole. It's not that complicated. I, like, if you can't handle being around a trans colleague or show respect to a trans colleague by treating anyone the way they want to be treated, like, you should leave. You're the problem. You're the problem here. You are the problem in that workspace. Yeah. Um, or go work for the Gospel Coalition. Mm -hmm. They don't have any good advice writers. Yep. Take that job. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. No, people act. It's funny because when, when Christians sort of cry oppression, it genuinely amounts to there's a person near me and I don't like it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what am I going to do with all these people in my workplace who I know. aren't exactly just like me? God forbid they have like a Muslim coworker, <laughs> an atheist. Yeah. Could you imagine anything? Oh, I've, I've read those advice letters on the Gospel Coalition, too. Are they bad? They're not any better. Oh. It's a boy. lot of, everyone just wants to do their work, and it's like, well, you should be prepared with the following verse. Like, no one wants to talk to that person. No, don't. I, I don't want to have to do homework before I have small talk <laughs> with somebody. Look, I, I used to work at a place where there were a lot of colleagues with a lot of different views on stuff. And mm -hmm. if you realize you have different views, mm -hmm. the way you handle it is, all right, we're not going to talk about this right. in the workplace and we'll just focus on our jobs. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's how we got through it without, you know, wringing everyone's necks or whatever. I mean. It was fine. It's not hard is no, my point. It's not hard. You don't have to make it a thing. And it's truly your fault and your fault only. <laughs> um, I have one last story for you, but this one ends on a happier note. Uh, there was someone who got elected to local office in St. Louis. And I didn't, this person was not on my radar, but uh, Bill Stevens is his name. He's 28. He was elected as an alderman in St. Louis, okay. Missouri. And they have like, I think literally 28 alder people uh, in that city and he got elected. He beat an incumbent in the race. It was a very close race. I think he won with 52% of the votes, mm -hmm. but good for him. He got elected. Very nice. Yay. And I only found this out this week because there was an article in a local paper, the Riverfront Times, that basically said, this guy is out as a gay man. He is out as an atheist. Mm -hmm. And yet he won in a district or a ward that is, quote, reliably conservative and Catholic. Interesting. Yeah, so that was my reaction, too. It's like, okay, I. so what did he do? Because or the, who was he running against? He was running against, as far as I can tell, a regular, I assume, conservative incumbent. Okay. But not like a, I don't know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren sure. Goldberg type. Okay. Just another conservative. So what did he do to win? Because... I mean, the thing that came to my mind is if he was open about being gay and being an atheist, like you must have had to do a lot to try to overcome that. Sure. And no, this is what Bill Stevens uh, pointed out. Um, I'm paraphrasing. This isn't his words. But basically what he did is he said, 
when he kicked off his campaign, whenever he began campaigning, he just put it out there right up front. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am a gay man in this city. Yes, I am an atheist. Mm -hmm. And because he got that out of the way immediately, it gave him space to talk about all the issues that actually mattered to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So he could talk about everything. And just to give you an idea, if you look at his campaign website, he talks about promoting, in general, compassion and empathy. But he talks about public safety, Mm -hmm. economic development, good government. Those are things, literally, anyone in any part of the country, if you're running on those issues. Policies that make people happier and safer. Yes, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to be fine with that. And because he got out of the way Mm -hmm. right up front, Mm -hmm. yep, I am gay, yep, I'm an atheist, you can't really use it against him. It's no longer a revelation if someone tries to use it against you. Well, and I think that in... If he had tried that same tactic 10 years ago, it probably wouldn't have worked as well. I I think this is the tactic moving forward. I I, I feel like before it used to be a little more like, I don't discuss my religion. It's not pertinent to whatever I do. Right. Because it was still pretty dirty to be considered an atheist. I think now, while people still are obviously judgmental against us, it... If you don't treat it like a dirty little secret, people won't either. And this is, I mean, I was tracking all the people who ran for state level and federal uh, in the last election. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the state level, because there's a lot of them, the state level atheists who won office and being open about their atheism, the thing they all have in common is none of them were talking about atheism ever. Because of course they wouldn't. Why would they? You're not running to be atheist czar. You're running to be a state representative with your own issues to talk about in your state. And atheism isn't the kind of thing where it's like, as an atheist, I believe X, Y, Z is true. Generally, it's just, as an atheist, I... None Trust of them are science. doing the Mike Pence thing where they're like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't like to be described as the vice president. I am a Christian first, a conservative second, yeah, a Republican, Republican third. third. Yeah, no one's saying I'm an atheist first because yeah. you would never get away with that shit. And it's so boring. But it reminded me of uh, Danica Rome, the trans woman who won a yeah. state house seat in Virginia, Virginia a couple years ago because she basically said, um, if I have this right, like she was out about being trans pretty much up front. Mm-hmm. And because of that, even though she was in a district where she had to beat an incumbent who was anti-trans, mm-hmm. it wasn't an issue because she didn't make it one. Yeah. When she went, I mean, she said this in many interviews, but like no one was asking her about it, mm-hmm. but, and she wasn't making a thing of it. I think she said in one interview, I want to run for office because we all have shared issues like the frickin' road over in my hometown. I'm running to fix that road. Uh-huh. And everyone who she met who might have had an issue mm-hmm. with her are like, oh, you're going to fix that road? Fine, mm-hmm. you have my vote. And I think this is what I'm getting from the the Bill Stevens thing here. It's like, how do you run in a conservative district when you are out gay atheist? Mm-hmm. The answer is, yeah, I am. That is that is a part of me. It's an mm-hmm. important part of me. Guess what? I'm not running to do those right. things. Right. Uh, and plus, when you are running for city council, you're not voting on LGBTQ issues necessarily. Sure. Non-discrimination ordin- ordinances, maybe. As an atheist, it has nothing to do with city council. Yeah. You know? So it's much easier. Mm-hmm. I, I want to use that word loosely. But it's easier to run because you're not running on those issues. You can run mm-hmm. on local politics and the things that matter. And that's why he was able to win. And one thing I also liked is there is an issue in St. Louis where they have 28 aldermen right now. They may shrink it down to 14, hmm. which makes it harder for the people who are in office right now oh. to remain in office. And they asked him, you know, are you worried that this will come back to bite you at some point? Here's what he said. 
As an atheist, I believe this is our one shot. Let's leave the world and the city a better place than we found it. I want the work I do in the next two years to benefit generations to come. Which is awesome. Hmm. Like saying, yeah, I am an atheist, but guess what? You know what? Like, if I don't win an election mm-hmm. or I get booted from office soon, whatever, it happens. Like, I'm yeah. here. Let me make a positive difference in my community and let's go from there, which he, is such yes. a good outlook for any politician. Mm-hmm. Um, wishing him the best. Uh, but it was, it was really cool to see an open atheist win in a conservative district. And he, he's telling you the playbook right, right there, whether right, he likes right. it or not. Right. Just focus on the issues that matter to your community. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be a culture war battle. Right. And right. because he put it out front, no one could make it a culture war battle. And I wonder if this indicates that, like, mo- and, and, and Saint, like let's not pretend that St. Louis is like a teeny tiny town in the right. middle of Missouri. Like, it's a, it's a big city. But I think the fact that he was able to win as an out atheist and an and out gay man is indicative of the fact that this sort of like anti-gay rhetoric is really scaremongering coming from the people at the top, mm-hmm. whereas people who are just living their lives don't really give a shit if you're gay. like some people do yeah. and are awful and that's but like most people even if they're like mildly homophobic it's not it's probably not a deal breaker right it's not going to work in every precinct you can't win every election in every place but the fact that this person ran and he's like these things are not going to stop me from running a good race that's important yeah and all the more reason we've talked about it before there are so many local races no one is paying attention to do you know what the rate for for all we're talking about this, here's the vote total mm. in his community. Uh, he won that race with four one thousand four hundred twenty one votes. Mm-hmm. His opponent got one thousand three hundred thirty one, a ninety vote difference. But we're talking you needed fourteen hundred votes to win. Mm-hmm. If you're running for local office, or and again, St. Louis is a big city. Mm-hmm. Other local races, we're talking hundreds of votes that you need. Can you go around and get that many votes? Mm-hmm. Can you campaign in that way? It is doable if people have the will to run for these seats. Mm-hmm. And again, it, that that presence and being a voice of reason mm-hmm. on those places, like that makes a difference. I don't know this guy. I don't know his politics. Right. Um, I would like to think that, okay, if you're if you're coming from this background and I've seen your website, like I feel like I know where your politics may lie. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we need more people like that in office. Right. We're not there as uh, like Pence mm-hmm. to to promote his his personal beliefs, mm-hmm. but there because yeah, this is who I am. But here's what I'm going to do for everybody. Sure, it's good. It's a playbook. Yeah, others should follow. It's great. It's great news. That's all I got. Cool. Um, I also before we go, um, I'll be in Denver. Um, with my husband and my dog on uh, in August, and then on August fifth, some we'll be at someplace else. Uh, brewery in Arvada and I want to thank the godless bitches of Denver for helping me set that up they they reached out and said I hear you're coming to town do you want to do an an event so it sounds like there's going to be quite a few people there as well as like 25 people I know moved to Denver in the last 10 years so it'll happen in place it'll be you know pretty pretty bumping as the kids say they don't say that also um my other podcast, Cooper Duper, we just released our episode about Blue Velvet, which was a weird, wild movie that I really enjoyed talking about. So um, 
That's all I have. Where can I find you online? You can find me at friendlyatheist.com. You can find me on Twitter at Hammett Meta. Go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Five bucks a month. Ad free show. Do it. And you can find me it. on Twitter um, at Jess Blimke. You can find my Etsy shop at Bitches Get Stitched Done. Apologies, I'm a little behind in order. So if you have something that you've ordered already, I'm working very diligently on it. Um, and that is all I have. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.